Living the Sweet Life is a podcast intended for mature audiences only. We'll be using sexually explicit language while discussing many different adult themes. So if you're under the age of 18, please stop listening. Also, please know that our thoughts and opinions should not be taken as professional advice. We're here to answer your questions about the swinger lifestyle. From newbies to longtime swingers, or if you're just curious, we hope to engage you all and to encourage a sex-positive discussion. Now that we've got that out of the way, make yourself comfortable and join us in living the sweet life. you so much for joining us in episode 57 of living the sweet life she is my beautiful sexy co-host and wife the lovely trist and he is my sexy chocolate husband Locke. i'm trying baby i'm trying to make you proud every single day i wake up i think to myself how can i be a sexier chocolatier version of Locke? i don't know because <laughs> you're pretty hot right now <laughs> thanks babe well you are one smoking pot of caramel cookie delight <laughs> also <laughs> a sunday that's right <laughs> with some fudge on it Ooh, i'll, I'll spread some fudge on you babe <laughs> well again thank you all for joining us in this um pre-recorded version of living the sweet life uh we typically do this live every other sunday but this time we did something a little special that we wanted to share with you guys so episode 57 is going to be an interview with Mistress Montana. That's right. So while we were away at PCAP uh, Encore in Dallas, Texas, Trish set up a nice little meet and greet little interview session with Mistress Montana while we were in town. And we here to tell you. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I was I'm, again. <laughs> I am so thankful that Mr. Montana didn't think that I was some type of weird stalker. So thank you for <laughs> actually answering my email back. That's right. That's right. So we're going to give you guys a little bit of uh, intro to the uh, interview, but let's knock out some housekeeping real quick. Feel free to email us at the Sweet Life Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at the Sweet Life Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Sweet Life Pod. Uh, for all of my wonderful sweet talkers who could not join us live in the suite, feel free to jump over to any podcast catcher to listen to the podcast. Um, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major players and some of the small ones as well. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, review. We love all the feedback. We love all the appreciation. Uh, well, we appreciate all the feedback and we appreciate all the compliments and, um, all of the advice that some people might give. So feel free to share that stuff. And uh, if you want to be a sweet talker next time, jump over to the YouTube channel, Living the Sweet Life podcast, and uh, subscribe while you're there. Uh, hit the notification bell, and then you'll be notified every time that we go live. You can jump in the suite, you can give us feedback, and it's a lot of fun, I promise you. And you get to see the stuff that Trish wears. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my favorite part. It's my favorite part, too. See, the worst part about doing a pre-recorded show is that we're sitting here in like our pajamas, pretty much like we got hoodies on. 
It's not sexy, <laughs> but it's okay. It's you not can't sexy. See us. No, that's right. That's right. So next time, next time, and we will be live very soon. But uh, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into so it. So we arrive to Dallas mm-hmm. and literally get off the plane. That's right. We drop off our things. Also in sweatpants. Also in sweatpants and hoodies. <laughs> we drop off our things. Well, actually, I had on a, a, a I had on a sexy like cat suit. Oh, yeah, that's I, I right. Was, you did. You, you got I cute. did. I, I, I tried to look a little bit cute for yeah. the interview, even though we were flying in and uh, we dropped off our stuff, said hi to uh, Kate. At PCAP, mm-hmm. and we were gone That's to the right. interview. So That's right. um, we, on our way to the interview, you know, going through any type of last-minute notes, we arrive to the dungeon. So we're on our way to the dungeon. And, guys, I'm like, my first thought was like, okay, we're going to a dungeon. When we arrive, it's basically a residential uh, complex Yeah, it area. looks like a little condo um apartment area like little mini condos right, right? so i'm like okay so there's a, a dungeon like it's like a dungeon here somewhere right it's a dungeon <laughs> here somewhere right. so we um we arrive uh we arrive on time uh to our appointment and you know mrs montana opens the door and, and she looks like she should just be standing there holding a plate of warm cookies she's just such a nice little wholesome woman but then when we sit down and she starts, you know, letting us know how she roll. Oh, my God. Like, what a badass. Absolutely. She's completely fire. Like, she mm-hmm. fire and a firecracker, like, all in one. All she's day. she's a, a gorgeous woman, well put together. She's very pretty. Her mm-hmm. house smelled, well, the the uh, dungeon smelled amazing, as Locke uh, quoted itself. Um, and basically the dungeon, when you first go in, it is a dungeon. So in my head, I thought that it was going to be like crazy stuff, like hanging from the ceilings mm-hmm. and all of these things. Um, no, it looked like a apartment basically. Right. Right. So right? We, yeah, I agree 100%. So when you step in, it looks like, you know, uh, a normal apartment kind of setup. You got a kitchen, dining room, living room, and like an office. And I think this is kind of where she conducts a lot of business. Um, what we found out later uh, was that the dungeon was a part of this this apartment complex setup. But I, I like this setup, though, because then if, if I'm a client, right, when you come in, mm-hmm. it's not like all crazy, you know, like, oh, it's not I just have to like get, oh, right. it's about to happen right now. Like that anxiety first when you first come in, right? It's like you come in, it's, 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 it's warm. Like, it has that warm feel. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. You feel kind of like at home. You can kind of relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the dungeon. Right, yeah. It's like it it makes you let your guard down. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Or or you can say it the other way. It it relaxes you. It relaxes you. It puts you you in another kind of mental space. It's like a transition. I think it's all about balance and transition. You're transitioning from, let's put yourself in in the position of one of these guys or people or couple or whatever it is and you're coming from your stressful ass job and you're just ready to get this thing started Mm -hmm. right so you go and you leave all your work behind and you come in and there's the relaxing spot spot right absolutely and uh just like she says uh that this place is everything about her everything about all this situation is hiding in plain Plain sight sight. absolutely that was the that's exactly how she explained it and and that's what it was it's hiding in plain sight and everything looks completely Mm -hmm. normal so it was all all about the transition from work to this calm space to the next transition to this bdsm to the actual dungeon but we'll get there 
again, this is just a quick intro of the interview. Um, what were your thoughts of the interview, Trist? I love this interview. Yeah. Like, I thought I had a really good time mm-hmm. at the interview. Um, I got a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts that I was still trying to think about. Kind of, it cleared up in, like, just sitting down talking to her, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't m- more so me just asking her a bunch of questions. It was just, like, as she was talking, I was like, okay. Just picking this up. This is, like, making more sense, especially mm-hmm. the, the parts of relationships right like in a lifestyle we always talk about having a connection or you know connecting with someone having what I call the vibe their energy and all of those things I never thought about that as far as in um, being a dom right Mm -hmm. that she explained it that I have to have a connection with them and be able to understand like where they're coming from like why they want what they want and and make sure that we have a connection Mm -hmm. and I thought that was different because I'm thinking like oh somebody calls and they make this appointment then it's all good and that's not necessarily the case it's like do we have a connection to where it makes sense for for me right. to be in that position basically right no yeah yeah I agree with that 100% and that was a, another takeaway a similar takeaway from the interview that I received was that it was so much more so much deeper than just bending someone over smacking them on the ass and telling them you know getting them to say yes ma'am and shit hey, like that get over here right it was so much more than that um she as you'll hear uh she'll she's going to talk a, a lot about like the mental aspect and the mental games that you play and the psychology behind where do people's uh kinks come from mm-hmm. and she's very invested in that and i gotta say that's i guess um I have so much appreciation and respect for her for doing like the hard work yes uh to to actually get into the psyche of her clients and just treating people as people. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was a good takeaway as well. Like, you know, these are not just people that you just come in and, and, and you know, let me whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. It's also treating a person as a person. Right. And kind of understanding, you know, their kinks and, and what it is that they like and going from right. there. Right. So, okay. So that's a, that's a, a little bit of foreshadowing of to who uh, mistress Montana is. Let's talk about some stuff that we, because they're going to hear a lot of this stuff yes. in, the, in the interview, right? So let's talk about some stuff that we did not cover. Let's so talk the about dungeon. Let's talk about the dungeon. Let's talk about because we didn't get an opportunity to look at the dungeon before the interview. We looked at the dungeon after the interview, and damn it, I wish we would have took our mics in there. Yeah. So again, the whole theme was hiding in plain sight. Again, you you see the 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 living space, the office space, and then hiding in plain sight. Behind one of these closed doors was a dungeon. Yes. Go ahead and describe some of that. So when you go into the dungeon, it's locked and um, she opens the door up and it is fire. There's like a queen (laughs) chair in there. A throne. It's a throne. And and guys, we have some pictures we're going to post like with it, like probably when the episode drops on Friday, just so you can see some of the pictures of the dungeon. But yeah, it's a throne in there. And I'm thinking that throne is like you put your boot down on there and the guy just lays at the the bottom. I don't know. At the base. Mm -hmm. At the base. It seems like that's what that would be. That's what you want it to be. I think so. (laughs) I was like, I want one of them chairs. But so, um, so yeah, so there's a, like a throne in there with like her issues on it. And then Mm -hmm. in the inside, there's like a, there's basically like, um, what I would call like, um, 
resistance, like more of like a beam support, support beams. beams. Right. Support right. beams that's inside the room. I mean thick. And thick, thick support beams. And with, what it is uh, for is basically you can basically suspend somebody's whole body like like as if levitate them off the ground. You're doing a lot of hand movements like Sorry. people can see us. They can't see us. Right I understand now, that, but I'm getting excited. <laughs> I know but you are. <laughs> you can do Superman in there and actually like levitate somebody in in, yeah. in that room and it that was crazy. So okay. that was amazing though. All right. So from the one of the beams across the ceiling, hanging from that beam was a cable, like a metal cable with a like a T bar where someone could grip the right end of it and the left end of the bar, or she could tie you to that bar Mm -hmm. and mechanically raise your hands above your head. Right. Yeah. So imagine that. And then maybe four feet behind you is another setup with the beam going across the ceiling with another mechanical cable and another, uh, you know, three to four foot wide, uh, bar spreader bar kind of situation that your ankles could be clamped to. So what Trish was describing is that when she pulls the lever on both of those, you could be levitated in the air. Yeah. Completely suspended in the air. And then she has total control over yep. whatever is going to happen at that point. I'm talking about bang, pow, zoom. Yes. Spank, <laughs> whatever you need. Whatever it is. She has total control over there. I mean, and then the gate in the inside, she had like a, a section that was a cage. Basically, like a gate. If you had like, like one of those um, gates on your back door, like people yeah. that have like the key, and it's mm-hmm. the iron gate. But except for it was in the bedroom, and inside that gate, she can lock you inside of it mm-hmm. and keep you in there. It was like a cage. It was yeah. like a cage for however long. I mean, you need to be in there. Mm-hmm. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. And then, of course, she had on the walls. She had every single implement you can imagine. Yes. Different type of floggers, um, all sorts of floggers, paddles that, that provide different sensations. Uh, the very thin uh, floggers, those provide the what sting, the sting, and then the thicker ones. She said they provide what other kind More of feeling? More of a thud, a thud kind yeah, of feeling. Yeah, so it's right. a different feeling of a thud and a sting. Mm-hmm. And I learned that. I was like, oh, okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. So different type of floggers have different type of sensations yeah. depending on what you want. And she said that certain clients know the particulars of what they want mm-hmm. and what they don't want. So they would ask. Um, and she would oblige if they ask. If they don't ask, then she gets to figure out what they like. Which one you want. And she likes doing that part. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she has so many different, I call them toys. Um, you call to, them toys or are they called toys? I mean, they may be called They're toys. They're just toys. But I call them toys. I mean, it was it was great. I was in there like a kid in a candy store like, oh my gosh, what's this do? Oh my gosh, what's this yeah. But yeah, that that dungeon was legit. All sorts of uh, wooden paddles, um, clips. What are those? Clothespins. Clothespins. Mm-hmm. Masks. Different type of masks. Oh, yeah, man. ball mask. gags, dildos. And at some point, you know, when we were given the tour, I actually had my hands up on a, on those uh, the spreader bar, just for an example. Um, and Mistress Montana got a little excited and she was mm-hmm. showing us how it goes mm-hmm. and what she does and how she goes through her, her rhythm mm-hmm. with her clients. And she started like rubbing on me, kind of teasing me, which was extremely hot. Mm-hmm. Mistress Montana, if you're listening, I'll be your subject anytime. Almost. I'm a little scared. But yeah, I'll take <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll order off the a la carte menu. I'll she take a little bit of this. Get you the business. But I don't want none of that. Yeah, she was. 
She got a little excited. Um, and so did I. She was kind of like rubbing on my chest and my back and telling me, you know, asking me if I was a good boy and all some some shit like that. I can't remember if it was good boy. I don't know if she said that, but anyway, it was hot. She was rubbing up and down him. He got hot. Mm-hmm. He I had did. a which, what happened to you, babe? I had a chubby. You did. You did. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, but no, she was very, very um enthusiastic. Yes. Uh, she was very intelligent, very sharp. She was a lot of fun, man. She was a lot of fun. She seems like one of those people you could talk to her about anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, um, really but cool. Yeah, the dungeon was a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, man. So, um, and again, what you're going to hear is that Tris got a lot of information um, about, you know, her new little fetishes and everything exactly but Locke forgot about one piece remember you talked about the noise the noise part because yeah. it is in a condo type of thing right mm-hmm. so how did she say that she handles the noise <laughs> what did she say she got gags for that yeah she's like i got <laughs> gags for that yeah and she turns the music up loud yeah <laughs> yes she was like because was like how do you handle the, the, noise? the screaming right yeah. because i'm sure it's like at a certain point these people are like screaming their asses off. Right. But yeah, she has a solution. You Gags. got a problem, she has a solution. <laughs> but no, we're not going to take up too much more yeah. time. We want you guys to sit back, relax, enjoy the interview with yes. Mistress Montana. Montana. Talk to you guys later. Bye. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us in this episode of Living the Sweet Life. Um, as we mentioned in our introduction, we are having some fun with the lovely Mistress Montana. So let us get you caught up real quick, right? Um, in the past few months, Tristan and I have been exploring the world of BDSM. Um, we kind of started off with what, babe? Like Shibari, ropes? Yeah. Ropes. Yeah, that's right. We started off with the ropes. Then we moved up to like floggers and little cute little paddles. <laughs> and then we started to dig a little deeper so we took a couple of online bdsm personality quizzes and a couple of uh sexy bdsm themed uh nights out with our unicorn friend hallie yes right and we've also been to a few fetish parties oh right i forgot about that i forgot about that we did some fetish ball stuff but then um you know we started to find out some stuff about miss trist Right, that she has an, another side of her that she wants to explore. Then I'm still right, trying right. to figure that's it right, out. That's right. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still trying to figure it what that is. Uh-huh. Still trying to figure it out. And that is why we're here today. Trist uh, reached out to the wonderful, beautiful Miss Mistress Montana. I shot my shot. You <laughs> shot your <laughs> shot, and you made it. You made it. And uh, Mistress Montana was so gracious enough to make some time out of her busy schedule to sit down with us and uh, help guide a young aspiring femdom. (laughs) (laughs) So say hello to the audience, Mistress, please. Hello. I hope everybody's doing well. That's right. That's right. We're so glad to have you. Really do appreciate you taking the time. Um, And we literally just got off the airplane and uh, you got this place smelling all great and wonderful. <laughs> we probably smell like travel, right. but <laughs> right. uh, but thank you. So you, we've done a little bit of research on you. Again, Tris found you, and really great that she did. Um, you've been in the business for twenty nine years. Thirty, actually. Thirty. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh man, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Has it been fun the whole time? No. 
okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, well, think about it. Even if you have a job you absolutely love, can you say, has it been fun all the time? And right. it's usually the answer, if you're truthful, is no. Um, right. You know, when I first started off, it was super exciting. And then you have mm-hmm. kind of ebbs and flows. You mm-hmm. have like, okay, what am I going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I going to just do this or am I going to expand? And what does that look right. like? Right. And, you know, what do I – you get to that point of what do I want to be when I grow up, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> right. because you don't want to do the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. So you have to kind of reimagine what does that look like. Right. Um does it look like that I have multiple dungeons? Does it look like I have other people who work for me? You know, and I've kind of ebbed and flowed out of all of that. I've had people that have worked for me. Um, I've, you know, and gosh, at first that was almost like, mm-hmm. uh, like being a babysitter, right? Oh, you know, wow. I mean, and, and then I kind of learned, all right, because at each step, everything you do, you learn a little bit more about yourself. You uh-huh. learn a little bit more about your business. You learn more about your clients. And you have to sit down. And for me, I had to sit down and kind of go, okay, I need to look at this from a business perspective, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You know, because this is a business. While sure, I enjoy sure. what I do, it's still a business that you are paid for a service, but you are paid for a block of time. Right. And okay, that's yes. the time period in which you are are dominating them. Yeah. That's when okay. they give that control over to you. Uh-huh. But before that, you know... Customer service still is applicable, you know, being nice to somebody. I mean, do you want to actually call and spend $360 to someone who's like talking down to you, being nasty to you, doesn't want to hear what you want to explore? You're like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll take my money someplace else, you know, because you don't know if you're going to get what you want. So let's let's take a walk back. Um, How far back are we going? I want to go back. I want to go back to year one. Right, <laughs> row. <laughs> no, um, I want to find out, like, how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Was this something that you took from your personal life um, and you just found, like, a kinky side of you with a partner and you said, you know what? I can make some money doing this shit. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I know that's lots of people's story and I really mm-hmm. thought about it long and hard because... Um, I, I, I love history. I love reading history. Um, I was always fascinated by um, Geisha, right? Okay. Right. Yes. Um, right. You know, she, uh, and most people don't realize that they're highly, highly educated women. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they know um, the arts. They know politics. Uh-huh. They're, um, uh, they could play instruments. They're, they were supposed to be not only beautiful, right, mm-hmm. and very sexually adept, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they were supposed to be able to have a conversation with a man, right? Uh-huh. Which at the, that time period, mm-hmm. you know, they were considered to be, you know, much higher than women, and right. women weren't right. really thought of very highly. But um, but they needed to be educated well enough, just like a man was, okay. to be able to have you know dialogue with them, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember reading about that and just being fascinated by you know not only how they had to look, but all of the skills and stuff that they had, and how incredibly smart that they were. And, um, and then I just kind of was going along through life and going to college and I opened up uh, a business of my own. And if you've ever opened up your own business, you know what a cash drain that is. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I was thinking, I saw, um, an ad in the Dallas Observer for a phone sex operator. Nice. Yes. And and it was phone sex, but it was domination too. Right. And so the lady that I worked for. Um, she worked in, I believe it was North Carolina. She's out of North okay. Carolina. 
And I had extra phone lines because I actually had a business that I was running out of my house. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that, and people who were calling me were calling for domination. And I'm like, hmm. Wow. Okay, so this is like back in the day. I went to the library. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, you know, to kind of look some stuff up because I was thinking, what in the world are they looking for? What uh-huh. is this about? Yes. And I really kind of started educating myself on the type of client that like domination the Uh because it's not just your everyday joe blow i mean they are actually more educated you know um, than the average person um you know it's not just beating somebody you know it is a lot more psychological than what people you know think i mean a lot of people just Mm -hmm. think it's like that cartoon figure that they see on tv or a commercial or something and and it's not you're delving into people's psyche a lot more than you can imagine. So I kind of just started looking into that and trying to figure out what it is that they were looking for. Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and just from lots of books I read, you know, I would sit there and listen to what they say. And I would listen, truly listen, right? Uh-huh. I would take in all of that information and then I would kind of parrot it back to them. And they're like, oh, you're so good. You know, <laughs> how did you know that? Because most people, when they're talking, don't realize that they're revealing things. And if you're listening, then you can pick up on, you yeah. know, different key points. And mm-hmm. so I would sit there and, and do that. And so then she ended up moving to Texas and opening up a business. And mm. um, she asked me if I wanted to work for her. And I thought, yeah, I could do that part-time, you know, do my business on the side and work sure. for her part-time. I remember walking into that first session and I'm going, oh, my God, he's naked. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, what do I do? You know, so, and I just kind of followed her. And, and what I realized is that, you know, all the curiosity I had about, you know, not only sexuality, but intelligence, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, and the commingling of those okay. two together, you know, um, sexual intelligence mm-hmm. and, and how to use that um, and how to use that to manipulate, to get your way. Wow. You know, um, wow. all of that was interesting to me. And so I realized that all of that kind of came into play because uh-huh. I found myself going, ooh, you read about da 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 You know, yeah. <laughs> that's like so a sexy try- superpower. Do you use that like when you go to the mall and, you know, just kind of like <laughs> I flirt? do at bars. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Okay, so I know what we're doing after this interview. Right. <laughs> so how how do you like? How was your first experience? How do you think? Scary. Mm. Yeah, she said she saw the naked man. It was like well, <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, you don't just on every you don't walk in the door right. and someone's there naked. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so it, it, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't <laughs> something that was just right. normal everyday you know, practice to walk in and see somebody on their hands and knees, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you're sitting there going, okay, you know, but also, you know, it was, it was super exciting. All right. Um, it was exciting to me because I remember thinking to myself, you didn't sell drugs. You weren't mm-hmm. a prostitute. Yep. You kept your clothes on the whole entire time. Uh-huh. You smacked his ass a few times and told him what a piece of shit he was because that's what he wanted. <laughs> and I'm thinking, woohoo! Yeah. You know, start the car. Right. I know he's going to want his money back, right? right. You know? right. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I just felt so elated. I'm thinking, oh my God, I made all that money. And I didn't have to do anything, and it just felt like it just flowed, right? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes whenever you just kind of find that thing, that niche, yeah. it's by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how you figure it out is because you're just like, that didn't even feel like work. I mean, right. that was wow. just like, ooh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I can just walk in and be myself. Right. <laughs> so this is the full time. This is 
Yes. How you make your living. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Living the dream. Yeah. Well, I have another business okay. that I, I have. And sure. they're very, very busy too. There you go. Um, so, and as I, <laughs> I'm finding that I'm getting like stretched thinner and thinner. It's like that twister yeah. game. Oh. You know, you yeah. got a hand on blue and right. elbow on yellow, right. you know, I'm getting right. a toe over here on orange, yeah. you know. So, you know, and you're trying to kind of hold it all together. But, right. you know, I have mm-hmm. heard it said that the busiest person in the world is a person you should ask to do something because they will figure out a way. To get, to, get to get it done. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. That's so, kind of like my wife. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in like the lifestyle, we have like different terms for like things. Um, is there terms, I guess, in the dominatrix world? Like we hear the term all the time, like femdom and things like that. Like, do you guys have any terms? Oh um, God, there's tons of them. Okay. You could write a book on all oh. the ones. That, and I mean, people call me and I'm like, what does that mean now? You know, <laughs> yeah. because every time you turn around, they're coming up with something new, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, you know, and instead of just like saying female led relationship, then instead they'll give mm. you all the initials or mm. cock and ball torture, CBT, you know, oh, okay. uh, yeah. you know, nipple torture in, you know, I mean, there's just tons and tons <laughs> and tons of them. Yeah. And it's like, I think somebody has a little job out there that just comes up with it's some sort of term. new little, yeah. you know, and I'm like, ugh. What does that one mean? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, okay. Right. So, so do you take any of this into your your personal relationships or is this strictly just work? Do you, you don't like home is vanilla, like or I'm just... a hybrid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say I'm a hybrid because mm-hmm. um so the vanilla men that I date think mm-hmm. that I'm really kinky. Oh. The kinky men that I don't think I'm really vanilla, you know. <laughs> so you know, but I think a well balanced person is somebody right. who blends both of those. Yeah. Okay. Because you are never all or nothing. Nothing. All right. Uh, yes. You might be a woman. You might be a man. Mm-hmm. But there's a feminine side to you, and there's mm-hmm. a masculine side to uh-huh. you. And your job is to integrate those two, right? Yeah. And to and to have that balance. Um, and I think that that's kind of what I've strived to do is just that's to awesome. have that balance between the two. A lot of people, um, you know, the ones who who are super vanilla, who think mm-hmm. I'm kinky, you know, they get over it pretty quickly. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> you know, the ones who are, you know, um, really kinky, a lot of times what they tend to be looking for is somebody who will do this 24-7, right? Okay. Mm. And, and to me, it's like, okay, well, then you just need to be a personal slave because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still want to go to – baseball games and football games. I yeah. still want to go out to dinner and I don't want it to have to all be around. Okay. Do you have your vibrating butt plug in? Do you have on your right, panties? Right. Yeah. Do you have, you know, and right. it's like, because to me, yeah. it feels like taking your work home. Mm-hmm. This would be uh, like you being, um, an accountant. All right? right. And you're invited to a party and lo and behold, what they really want you to do is sit upstairs and do people's taxes. No, you no. know, I mean, <laughs> right. so, I get it. you know, yeah, I, I get mean, it. it's yeah. just like, there's a point to where, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's very much who I am. It's okay. my personality. I have a strong personality. I have a very dominant personality. I don't mind if someone asks me a question telling you what I believe. And apparently that's not really acceptable. And, you know, and the, you know, because they're expecting yeah. you to just soft pedal it and just, you know, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, they asked. I, they want to know right. the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, while my personality works really, really well in, in this realm, right? Okay. And in everyday life, it doesn't always because... Mm-hmm. People aren't used to so much. I mm-hmm. mean, it's changing, but women being dominant mm-hmm. forces, right. right? And if you are a strong, dominant woman, 
then a lot of times they just think of you automatically as a bitch. Yes. Yes. You know, Can I you mean, relate to that. Too? Yes. <laughs> you know, so, you know, because the same thing could be said by a man, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that would just be, he, you know, he's a go getter. Yeah. He's, you know, you know, and they have all these great little, you know, you know, right. words for them. Right. Yes. And you, yeah, you're just a bitch. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's it. That's it. It just boom, stopped yeah. right there. You know? So I think that, I think things are changing. I think that, you know, but it's like anything else. I mean, it's it's slow. Change yeah. isn't something that happens overnight. People really don't like change. That's the truth of it. And it doesn't even matter if it's good change. Right. You know, and it's hard for us. I mean, think about whenever something might happen in your life, if you didn't decide, I want to go buy this house, right? Right. You know, and instead they're saying, okay, eminent domain and we're taking your home. We're going to give you the, and you're like, huh? You yeah. know? Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So. I mean, I find that, and the reason why I reached out and was trying to find someone to talk to, because we've been in the lifestyle for eight years now. Nine. Almost nine. Yeah. Over nine. Oh, nine years now. <laughs> October just came. Yeah. Yep. So nine years now. And I have not met in person or anyone that has been a femdom. Like, no one. I've met men that have slaves and all these other mm-hmm. things or their partner I mean, we've even been to a party and that party was like insane. I've seen things that I've like was never seen we'll before never forget, yeah. and would never forget. Mm-hmm. But I have never met a female. And I was like, I want to talk to somebody mm-hmm. who's a female to be able to explain from their perspective, like what this is. How did you do this and how yeah. do you do it? Because when you say that, it, it hits the impression with people to think that it's all about like, you just degrading somebody or telling somebody, you know, sit down, do this. Right. And it's a part of it, but it's, it's just a like very small. Right. Part and it's a very mm. small part of it. It's what I'm learning recently. I'm still like very new to like learning this part. Um, but that was like why I felt like that is important to kind of like hear that side. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do it as females? <laughs> Did you have a difficult time? Um, whenever you reached out to different like dominatrix and stuff, getting them to respond to you. Yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't respond yeah. at all. Like I don't, and that's why I, I, I mean, and, and just well, for we're all women, right? Exactly. You think that we would be, you know, trying to help each other up. Yeah. But for some reason, you know, men are better at, you know, giving a man a hand up than women are about doing that with themselves. Yeah. And they get catty and right. they seem to have this mindset that if you have something, then I can't. can't. Right. Right. You know, and I think this is an abundant universe. I think that there is plenty <laughs> right. enough to go around for everybody. It, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you this. So what is it inside of you that you're feeling that gra- that pulls you towards this? So recently, because like I mentioned, we've been in lifestyle for nine years, but I've had other thoughts that I want to do. Like, I want to step on someone. It's like a thing. We were watching um, Hump Fest. Hump Fest. One yep. year. Like, mm-hmm. so when COVID first started. I'm assuming we're talk- talking about whales. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> 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 Just making sure. Yeah, no. Are we on National Geographic or are we someplace else? Okay. No, Humpfest is um, it's an annual um, amateur pornography uh, erotic video. Um, okay, it's a whole festival. bunch of like short uh, videos. Okay, yeah. yeah, and one of them. And it was a of, very short part of this whole clip, but I saw a lady with these patent leather black heels on, and she stepped on him, mm-hmm. like pressed down on his chest, and I was like. 
I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was like that thought just kept coming up and kept festering. And then I'll mention it to like one of my friends and they're like, well, you can do it on me. It's like, I don't know yet. I need to figure out what this is. Like, why is that? Like, I'm intrigued by this thing that I want. And it's not a sexual thing at all. It has nothing to do with me trying to have sex with you. It's just that I want to do this thing. And I want you to be pleased by it. Is that weird? And they're like, no, I'll try it anytime you want. And I haven't done it yet because I'm like, I don't know. So what do you think of that? That fantasy um, and her asking her, her saying that it's not like a sexual thing, but it's kind of like she just wants she wants them to be pleased by. It. Is that something common that you hear? Like I would say, um, well, see, my clients are on the flip side of that, right? Okay. So my clients are the ones who are calling me, and they're not wanting me to necessarily be pleased by walking on them, right? Yeah. Because they're paying me. Yes. They just mm-hmm. want to get what it is that they need because they mm. need something specific right. gotcha. for them, right? So let's say it's flipped around and you were submissive and you just needed someone to walk on you, mm-hmm. right? right? And, you know, it usually starts somewhere in your psyche um, at childhood, right? Okay. Um, mm. I have a client who... Um, likes to do wrestling, but the thing is that he doesn't want to wrestle with a person. Hmm. I am quicksand. <laughs> All right. Uh. And where this came from is that whenever he would come home from church on Sundays as a little kid, mm-hmm. he would watch all of these Tarzan movies. Okay. Right? Oh. And remember Tarzan always rescued the girl right. or the yes. guy from the right. quicksand, from the quicksand, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they were struggling and they couldn't get out. They yeah. kept getting yeah. pulled yeah. down or whatever. And something about him in his hmm. mind you know, took that into kind of like almost a sexual kind of thing. It's like, okay. you know, they're in there and they can't get out and somebody could be doing all sorts of things to them. And, uh, you know, I mean, and kind of twist it. Okay. Or Got I you. have clients um, hmm. who are into bondage and, you know, and they remember watching these really old movies where, you know, um, the Indians would tie up the cowboys in the tree, right? <laughs> yeah. And they were helpless. And, and maybe one of the women or whatever found them and was helping uh-huh. them get out or, you know, I mean, and that type of thing. Or foot fetish, um, you know, clients would say, you know, I was sitting there and I could see my teacher's feet underneath the desk yes. and she would take her oh. shoe and it would kind of dangle on her foot. And he goes, you know, and they're usually young. They're usually at the mm-hmm. age of around puberty. Okay. Whenever, you know, the wind could blow and you get a heart on and all of a sudden right. you get a Sears catalog <laughs> and she's gone on panties and bra right. and it's like, yeah. <gasps> yes, you yeah. know, kind yes. of thing, right? Uh-huh. Or you fantasized about your babysitter because she was older and she was hot and, uh-huh. you know, that uh-huh. kind of thing. <laughs> Those things right there kind of turn into it. But, you know, for me, I can kind of take it a step further because I have clients who come in and, and they just want to be whipped, right? I mean, you know, and they even do it to themselves where, you know, mm-hmm. and what it always reminded me of, because like I told you, I'm kind of a history person, is, you know, whenever you go back to some of those occult, well, we call them occultic now, but, you know, religious sex, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that's how they would do penance, you know, for right. their right. impure thoughts right. and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny thing is I've always found myself, because I'm kind of a believer in past lives. To me, it kind of explains a whole lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, and especially if you bring certain things from past lives that you don't really know or yes. quite understand, you know, so... For me, it could be something just as easy as in a past life. Maybe, you know, you were, I mean, let's go back to Egyptian times. Maybe, you know, somebody had fallen down on the ground because they're exhausted and tired and half dead. And you stepped on top of them and said, get up and work, slave. 
Wow. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I mean, and wow. it's not, it doesn't mean that you have to be that exact person you right. were. I mean, I think every time that we reincarnate, we evolve okay. and we become better. And that's the whole purpose of it is right. to learn lessons and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that you also kind of bring back just pieces okay. of that. And, that you know, yeah. and it explains to me so many times when you're drawn to something that you can't figure out can't why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, that's a little weird. I just want to like trample all over you throw your cock up here and <laughs> right. I just wanna, you, know, <laughs> you know so I mean but like I said I mean if you had things like that yeah. that you participated in the past even if they were in different context right, right. Mm-hmm. you know it, it could explain why it is that you're drawn to certain things now and I think also that people underestimate the the intensity or the intoxication of power Okay. You know, because a lot of times we just don't really realize how we're not feeling empowered. And whenever you take the reins and you grab a hold of that and you're telling somebody something and they go, yes, ma'am. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. then you, you feel it. I mean, and it is, it is very much an equal symbiotic, okay. you know, type of relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what makes it really good. It's like sex. You can have sex with somebody and they're just laying there doing nothing. nothing and it's like right. this table. You're like, oh yeah, that's fun. Right. Yes. But if the other person is into it as much as you are, mm-hmm. it is a great experience. Yes. Okay. So if you have a client and you have you, uh-huh. right. So you have somebody who likes to be trampled uh-huh. and here you are and you've got him like locked up and his cock in this little cock box and it's right there and you're like, ooh. <laughs> and you know, you take your high heel and you step on it and he's like, yes. oh yes. Mr. That's what I'm talking about. You know, and you're like, yes. yes. You know, I mean, and then you yeah. take your heel and you're crushing it on the tip yeah. of his cock, you know, like this. And he's like, oh, more. Yeah. You know, I mean, then you're sitting there. So you are Ouch. in it, right? Yes. You. It, so it's symbiotic. You're both experiencing the flip side of the coin. You're getting that same experience, okay. but from different perspectives. perspectives. Mm-hmm. Wow. And those perspectives come together and join. And that wow. makes an incredible session. Wow, wow. So uh, uh, what you were describing also was, okay, you you, you gave examples of um, the childhood, like the teacher with the, sh- the heel, uh, the shoes swinging off. Yeah, how foot things start for people. How it starts, right. So it's definitely, a, it sounds like a part of what you do is like, almost like therapy. It's like they're, they're, they're not only coming in for like, you know, this punishment or whatever it is, but the session, but they're, they're, they're sharing a lot of their background and information with you as well. All right. So I've always done quote unquote therapy sessions, right? Mm -hmm. Where I would be the therapist. Um, and, and this is also what interest me is someone's brain what makes it tick what makes people want what they want yeah you know because if you can figure out that yeah then you got the key to the kingdom right (laughs) and any kingdom right Right. it's kind of like nlp or something like that you can you can control people because people are automatic and they don't usually know what they're doing they're just kind of automatically doing certain things yeah so if you're on the lookout for things that they say, things that they're doing, things that are going on, right? Uh-huh. Then you can actually, mm-hmm. sorry to say this, folks, but manipulate somebody sure. yeah. into doing what you want them to do. So the mind, how the mind works, how the mind connects with the body. You know, I always say, if I can capture your brain, your mm-hmm. body will follow in an instant. You know, yeah. because sure. it's yeah. sex is mental. Mm-hmm. People think sex is physical. It's not. Mm-hmm. Sex is mental. If you got them turned on up here... Their body is like, I'm with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, right. you know, 
I've taken lots of psychology classes and I've always, you know, done role plays and stuff where I'm a therapist. Once COVID hit, that went to a whole new level. Mm. I mean, I was just like, hmm, maybe I should go back to school. But then yeah. I thought, no, because most people really don't want to fix their problems. They just want to just come in and whine and bitch about them for yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to slap them. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. then the real dom in me would start to come out. So I was like, no, I couldn't do that. But, right. you know, what, what people don't understand is that, all right, therapy. The mm-hmm. reason people go back to therapy for years and years and years and years is because People do not feel like they get enough time to talk about themselves. They okay. don't get to express themselves. So I went to um, an interview class whenever I was very, very young, right, just getting out of college. And what they said is that if you will sit back and just listen, right, and let them talk and let them talk all about the job and everything else, and, you know, and then whenever they break, ask them a couple more questions mm-hmm. and keep them talking, what they will do is they will impart all these good feelings onto you. Because they haven't had the chance to really talk about themselves, right? Uh-huh. Mm. And so whenever they leave, they may not know much about you, but they will feel really good, good. about you. <laughs> you know, and so I thought, I'll try that. And I, out of 10 interviews, I got seven offers. Oh, I thought, wow. okay, that works. So, you know, if you take that same premise, right, mm-hmm. whenever COVID hit, you know, people were angry. People, I mean, they mm-hmm. tried to... Mm-hmm. not think that they were, but it's kind of like the rug and you keep sweeping those rocks right. up there. Right. Eventually that shit pops out the other side because there's right. only so big of a rug. Right. Right. So, right. you know, people would come in and they would really, I mean, they didn't even want a session. Mm. I mean, they would just want to talk. 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 Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's wow. just like, okay, you know, about things that are going on and things that are happening. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so, so yeah, it kind of turned into a lot of that. But you have more so people who are into spanking Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they want to do therapy, I guess you would say, right. okay. you know, where you come in and they're talking to you and maybe, maybe they have a role play that their boss has sent them there, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. because, you know, they're really important to the company, but uh-huh. they're just not focused and on task, mm-hmm. Got it. you know? And so I'm talking with them cause I'm hired by the company and, mm-hmm. you know, I have some very, you know, kind of unorthodox type methods, but I find them to be very effective. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And that was actually one of my questions too. Like, what do you, what is the most common ask of your your clients? Um, I would either, as far as role play goes, for? yeah, yeah. Um, so as far as role play goes, I would say therapist is like number one. Okay. Therapist is a huge one, and then after that, I'm usually either um, uh, a babysitter. Wow. You know, or because people have fantasies, right? right. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're kind of reenacting that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a Mrs. Robinson before. So, <laughs> you know, where, you know, my my daughter's boyfriend came right. by to bring something over. And it's like, oh, but Jason, you're just such right. a cute boy, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. I've been an IRS agent before. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a really bend you over kind of experience, yeah. you know. <laughs> Because you know you're going to get a yes out of whatever you say. <laughs> so do you go, um, do you go, is there like a script? They give you like an idea of what they want to do or, and then you kind of say yes or no and then adapt it to your, to what you want because you're in charge, right? Right. Um, um, how does that go? I'm pretty good at just kind of rolling off the cuff. Okay. Yeah, um, and yeah. you know, if you tell me like a particular character that I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. then I pretty much have it in my mind how that person Versus, would act and okay. behave right. and what they would say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have some people who come in and they have a script 
And usually, and I've actually had somebody come in with like five pages. I'm like, well, oh, man. I'm not going to be able to memorize this. But what I would do is I would go through it. And, and some people get very upset about this. Some mm. dominatrixes do. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me how to run my, you know, yeah. run my thing. But what I realized is that, that if someone took the time to write out five pages, mm-hmm. then obviously it's important to them. Yeah, so I sense. sit down before we start the session. I'll read it over. And there's usually, if you're paying enough attention, key points that are repeated, uh-huh. right? And a lot of times there'll be phrases. So, you know, even when you're having sex with somebody, you learn that if you do it this way, if you move a certain way, yeah. if you say a certain thing, you yes. know, that's that's the money shot, right? right? You know, yes. I mean, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. you know, yes. and it's the same uh-huh. thing. You have the same thing in, in domination. So there'll be key things that people need to hear, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. In order for it to, to just click with them. Gotcha. So if you're really, I mean... I would say that probably the biggest problem with a lot of people in this business is that they have this self-inflated importance of who they are. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I am? <laughs> no, 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 bitch, I, I don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think it's like, but you seem to know who you are really, really well. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I think that that if you could step away from that ego part of it, yeah. right, mm-hmm. and look at it like this is somebody who's coming in, and not only are they paying you an exceptionally amount good money right mm-hmm. but they're needing something uh-huh. they're they're need they're here because they need something from you and if you can kind of delve into that and figure mm-hmm. out what it is then you'll have a client for life mm-hmm. you know because you will be able to hit on those key points and right. what they're needing because they they're not coming in just to say beat me I mean, mm-hmm. if that worked, then they'd be, you know, beating them themselves, <laughs> right? You right. know, they're coming in because they need to hear you say something. They need you to do something. They need you to be in some sort of character. You know, um, maybe mm. you caught them reading their dad's magazines or something like that. Or, you know, I mean, and a lot of times you're right. actually reacting, you know, um, or reenacting, you know, certain things that yeah. have happened, you know, mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. So how do you get potential clients? Like, how does that work? They just... Word of mouth. Word of mouth or... Um, yeah. Apps. Sure, you're out mowing the yard going, like, oh my God, you need uh-huh. to see this dominatrix I saw yesterday. <laughs> and they're like, when are you moving? <laughs> and Johnny, you can never play with that kid again. Right. You know. So yeah, word of mouth usually is not the case. Um, <laughs> so I advertise on places like, um, you know, you've got Eros, you've got uh, Dickie mm. Virgin, you've okay. got different like... Um, uh, advertising venues that are for oh, domination. Oh, okay. Um, those have those have gotten less and less because sex is more prevalent, and somehow or another, they think that sex is more okay mm-hmm. because, of course, you're just you know some scary, crazy ass bitch who's you know <laughs> whipping people, right? You know, right. so it's really that's kind of odd, but. Um, you know, like I said, there's probably a handful of like, um, different like links and places that you can research online and stuff. So for example, if you were a client and you're going to be in Texas or Dallas and you might say, uh, Dallas dominatrix or something like that, or you might say Dallas dominatrix spanking or, you know, whatever you might, what your kind of buzzword is or what you might be into Uh or something like that. And Mm -hmm. then you would have all these different things that would populate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you have all these different, um, directories that come up and then you can kind of look and search through, uh, different things. And it's like anything else. It's, um, in a weird way, it's like dating, right? Because I mean, you're reading their profile, the things they have to say. And, you know, I think I said this before, but like attracts like, right. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. 
you know, because I can tell you if I was a man, I'd be looking through there. I'd be like, nope, no. Oh, hell no. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah. like, okay, that might work because right. people have a certain look that they're attracted to. Okay. Right. Um, they have certain verbiage that they're attracted to. You know, I mean, if someone's like talking and you're kind of reading, it, you're like, what are they trying to say? Right. You know, then you're sitting there thinking, I don't know if that worked for me, you right. know? And then yep. let's say that you get them on the telephone and, you know, and you're thinking, oh, this is all great. This, I like what they have to say. I like this. I like that. I like all the pictures. And then they start talking. And it's like, hi there. Yeah, my name. And you're <laughs> like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, so you never know yeah. what it yes. is that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like finding your mate, right? right. It's right. like, how did that attraction happen? You know? Right. So, um, a lot of times, I mean, God, a lot of times I have people who call me and they're like, ask me kind of questions. I would rather you ask me lots of stuff up front okay. because I don't want to waste your money and my time, you know, because, that makes sense. you yeah. know, if you're coming in uneducated and you don't know anything about what you're doing, you know, and you end up leaving because you're upset, you know, and you've spent $360 for an hour of time, yeah. you know, and you didn't get what you wanted because you just thought that, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't want that to happen. I mean, right. like I said, it doesn't feel good for me for someone to leave and not enjoy their session. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it doesn't feel good for somebody else to sure. spend all that money and not gotten what you wanted. <laughs> no. right? Right. 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 So I had a question uh, along that same line. So Trish has a couple of friends who are offering to help her uh, explore Practice. this side <laughs> of her. So do friends make good practice? Um, I don't find so. Hmm. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because it's like mixing business and pleasure. Pleasure. Yep. Yes. So, you know, um, you can find that your friends might enjoy it a little bit more than you did. Like for you, it might be clinical exploration, mm-hmm. right? You're just trying to find out how much pressure you can apply right. without popping it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You know, oh um, you know, or whatever yeah. technique you're trying to, you know, hone in on, uh-huh. right? But that person might be enjoying it a lot more, right? Right. And then they, in turn, might be sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, she's really, you know, because what mm-hmm. you think, you know, is happening isn't always really what's happening. happening. Do you ever watch The yeah. Bachelor? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you right. Know, after that after that date, the woman's going, oh, my God, it was fantastic. Right. We so connected. And he was like, I wasn't really feeling Feel it. it. I'm thinking, <laughs> how, how are these two yeah. people on the same day, right? right? And, right. and so that's what I kind of find. It's okay. like, okay, because my friends are friends for a reason okay um i like them i enjoy their company Mm -hmm. but i am not attracted to them like that or i am not you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so for me i just find that it doesn't really you know yeah it just doesn't mix Mm -hmm. and and oddly enough you know i can deal with a stranger so much better than I can somebody I know okay. because I don't want to walk around and go, oh yeah, yeah, I thought his penis a little turned to the left, and that's not weird. <laughs> and every time you sit down at yeah. a dinner party, you're thinking that, right? right. You know, right. yep, there's left turn, Rudy. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, but it's like, right. and that happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so yeah. you, I just don't want to think of my friends like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to think of my friends as he's a great chess player. Or, oh my God, he's right. so intelligent. Mm-hmm. We can have these great conversations. I want to relate to them on a different level than right. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But we're, we're already swingers. We already had sex with a lot of our friends. <laughs> These aren't like vanilla friends that he's talking yeah, about. But still, friends. I still find it weird for me, yeah. this part of it. Like, even though, you know, we can People do- compartmentalize their life and their mind all the time. Okay. So you will find that in your mind, and it's different for everybody. So, like, I just told you how it would be for me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you will find that in your mind, while... Maybe for you, you might find that swinging is on one level, right? Right. And, you know, but this 
might feel different to you because it's not the same kind of exchange right you know Mm -hmm. i mean you're doing something to them but usually they're not going to get anything in return if that makes sense yes Mm -hmm. um you know and and you might do it in a lifestyle completely different you might incorporate it into your swinging lifestyle or something but as far as i go i don't go in that direction at all Mm -hmm. so there's never any sex exchange yeah you You know so for me i'm sitting there going hmm that, that doesn't work and you know yeah. but other people compartmentalize it differently yep. and for them it does work it's kind of like when you're sitting there t- talking about how you meet different people and mm-hmm. yeah. all the different things you're not yes. going huh yeah how does that work you know because <laughs> it's hard for your brain to i mean but they're like oh yeah this is blends perfectly and you're thinking that doesn't blend at all right yeah. exactly so yeah that's you know, why each person just kind of works it in their Life, life differently, yeah. and, and I think that's the problem that I'm having. Well, I, I saw it as a problem, but you explained it perfectly. It's just that I can, we can do all the other things, but this particular thing is like I have this like block up. Like I can't, I don't see me doing that with you in that way. Right. And I felt though, I thought it was more of me just trying to figure out like how to broach like the subject altogether. But I think it was just like, I will feel probably more comfortable doing this with somebody who is not in like my inner circle mm-hmm. because I just, I don't know. I can't get past that block in my head. Right. Well, of part, part of it might be because you're learning, right? Yeah. And you're learning and you're wanting to explore and, and that is a lot of stumbling to get there. Right. And, you know, and maybe you don't want that person to see you in that kind of light. I mean, I have clients who come in all the time who are married you know, and I'm like, why don't you do this with your wife? I mean, you've got a built-in dominatrix. Right. I mean, I know some of their wives, and yeah. they're truly dominatrix. <laughs> right. You know, um, and they rule the roost, but they don't want them to see them that way. Right. right? I mean, mm-hmm. because they have a dynamics already established yes. of that relationship, yes. and they don't want to change the dynamics of that relationship. And you explained that very well, because uh, on the flip side of that, some of our friends was like, well, won't you just try it on your husband? It's like, no. Like, that is even more so of a... Right. That, that's a line of demarcation right, right yeah. there. I do not cross. I was like, I no. I, was, I said that's not the realm I want for us. Like we right. have our own relationship that's going to stay right. the way that it is. I was right. like, I don't want to do this part with him. Well, and a lot of wives don't want to see their husbands as submissives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just don't want to visualize the man that they're with like that because that's not what they signed up for when they got married. That's not the kind right. of person that they've, betray- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just, that's why they seek out services someplace else because they're not comfortable with either being in the role of being the dominant or they're not comfortable with seeing their husband wear their panties, you know? I right. mean, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just like, and, and that can be a devastating effect on a relationship. Yeah. You know, whenever mm-hmm. you're trying to get someone to be something that they're not, and whenever they signed up for this relationship, that wasn't part of the package. Right. Nobody brought that up, right? <laughs> right, right. right. So, yeah. you know, and you just aren't both growing in that kind of direction. Right. So that's why clients mm-hmm. reach out and see me. But, yeah. um, <laughs> You know, but I, I think that that's probably what's going on. Okay. It's just that the relationship dynamics that you have with that person is already set up and established. Right. And so it, this is something outside of that that's not mm-hmm. really something you're wanting to, you know, explore with them, especially yeah. when you're trying to get started. Because when you're trying to get started, you need to learn from somebody right. who knows more than you do. Yeah. And whenever they don't know any more than you right. do, and you're both just kind of floundering along, <laughs> you know. It's like learning how to have sex. Yeah, it's like two 15-year-olds right. trying to, you know. <laughs> Where does this go? You know, right. <laughs> yeah. still got my damn shoes and socks on. Right, right, right. It's right, right, right. a mess. <laughs> 
So, um, in your dungeon, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us what kind of setup you have or what kind of uh, implements you use. You mentioned like a, a cock constraint. I don't know what it's called. Like, um, what is cock it called? Cock box? Oh, talking about whenever you, you're about stepping, yeah. 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 So, yeah. It, so oh, the gosh. person lays underneath it, right? So okay. if it was me, I'd be laying. If I was a man, I'd be uh-huh. laying here. Okay, so you do have to have a cock for this. <laughs> 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 so you'd be laying here. The box goes over you. The okay. box separates like this. Oh. So think of it like magic. You okay. know how like in she gets salt and yes. half kind of thing. Okay. Yes. So the box separates. So this side is here and it has like a half moon, right? Okay. And then their cock and their balls is up. And then the other part of it shuts like this. Okay. And oh, so God. the little hole right here mm-hmm. has balls that come out of it Mm-mm. and a cock. That, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it locks, right? Uh-huh. And so it all locks shut. And then on the side of the box, it has hooks where their arms get okay. hooked there. So I can like sit down on that little box and say, you know what I'm getting ready to do with this little oh, thing here. Man. <laughs> and oh, then, man. And it's, it's twofold. It's cock <laughs> yeah. and ball torture. It, it can be trampling, mm. uh-huh. you know, like what yeah. you were kind of talking mm. about. It can be bondage. I mean, because, yeah. babe, you're not going nowhere. Yeah. Not only are your arms locked here, but I got your cock and balls. And I know you're not living without those. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. How long does a session usually last for you? Um, my shortest session is an hour. So, okay. and then I, I go up from there. So okay. Okay. it can go an hour, hour and a half, two mm-hmm. hours, three hours, four hours. I mean, okay. so it goes How do you long. decide what goes in the dungeon? Like, do you just collect things over time mm. um, that you just see maybe online and you just like, Whoa. I'm going to add this to my collection? Like, how do you decide like what that's going to be in your dungeon? I would think that everybody starts off with a basic dungeon, okay. right? So, I mean, mine's right here. We can actually walk in and take a look at it. Would love yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, it, it's kind of like your home, okay. right? And everybody's different. Everybody decorates their home a little bit different, okay. right? But there's some basics. You have a kitchen, and you probably need a kitchen table, right? Mm-hmm. You have a living room. You probably need a couch. Right. You know, if you watch TV, you might need a TV, right? Right, right. You know, if you sure. cook in your kitchen, you probably need some pots and pans. If you eat at home, you probably need some plates, right? Right. So you've got the same kind of setup. So you're going to walk into a dungeon, and you're going to need some basics. Okay. So Ooh, you're basics. going to yes. you're going to need some gloves, right? Some mm. rubber gloves, because okay. you're not going to want. I mean, your hands are going to get oily. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be touching people, and yeah. you know, bodily fluids. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Feel free. So you get gloves. Mm-hmm. You have all kinds of toys, right? Okay. Um, but those toys need to have condoms on them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to have lots of condoms. Yeah. Um, you'll end up finding a lube that works for you. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to like a really silicone um, lube. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just like, but yeah. I can tell you, get a drop of that on the floor and you are like a gymnast. <laughs> you know, you're, I've locked myself in there before because I couldn't get, because I got it on the handle. Yeah. Couldn't get the doorknob to turn, you know, and I'm hiking my skirt up and I'm, you know, like, oh my God, you know, I've done almost the splits before and grab it on the chains, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. so I mean, it can get a little wild and woolly, but you know, and then you just build from there. You know that you've got spanking clients. That's a basic, right? Okay. Mm. So you're going to need some paddles. Okay. All right. You know that you're going to have bondage clients. That's a basic, mm-hmm. right? I mean, help people use bondage just in regular sex. You know, yeah, yeah use yeah. scarves or pantyhose and tie exactly. them up to the bed, you know, right. to tease them and stuff uh, like that. A blindfold, a yes. tie, a tie for exactly. Your yes. Yeah, yeah. Fifty shades of gray, right? right. You know, so you're gonna you're gonna need some of those basics. You're gonna need arm restraints. You're gonna need leg restraints. Okay. Uh, whips, paddles, straps, hoods, canes. Right. You wow. know, um, you're gonna need 
like I said, um, rope, different types of rope. Okay. Uh, cock and ball torture is a basic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is people, that basic? That sounds it, pretty advanced. No, it is. As <laughs> matter, here's what's funny. When you guys were talking mm-hmm. about where you started, I thought, damn, you guys started at the top. Mm-mm. You know, and oh. it's like, because usually people, when they're first trying to figure their way, you know, mm-hmm. it's like tease and denial, a little edging. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, it goes from a sensual type of thing and kind of oh, builds up. Okay. You guys are like starting at the peak. Oh, the and I'm thinking, you're, yeah. then you're wanting to like, you know, jump off with your parachute. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So. I'm still in the airplane. She yeah. jumped out. I don't, I don't, you got it, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! See uh-huh. flip side. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you know that you've got those kind of basics okay. going on, right? Yeah. So you're going to have to plan for those. Okay. Um, cock and ball torture people, you know, it's funny because people don't realize that cock and ball torture covers a lot of different ground. So mm. you can go from one extreme to the other. Okay. So you can have extremely painful cock and ball torture, uh-huh. which could be trampling, right? Yeah. Um, it could be weights, you know, on there. It could oh, be slapping. Jesus. It could be kicking. It could be kneeing, you uh-huh. know, it could be all kinds of stuff like that. Or it could be light uh-huh. caresses. It could be like uh, tying it off in bondage, right? Where it's like really, really tight. Uh-huh. And then you're just kind of lightly caressing the underneath of their balls, right? Where they mm. kind of start to ache. And, you know, <laughs> you could you could do clips on there. You could use the Venus 2000 where it kind of starts to milk their cock and then oh. stop. Wow. You know, I mean, so think about this. If somebody is edging you yeah. all the t- over and over and over and she takes you up to the edge and you're like, oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Stop. Stop. And stop. Man, right? <laughs> and so she lets you cool off and she kind of teases you a little bit. You're thinking, bitch. You know, and then she starts it up again and you're like, oh, yeah, this time I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, right? Oh, here I am right there. Stop. You know, and you're like... This is getting really bad, right? I can see the pure joy in your face right now. Oh, I know. I love that. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, you do that five or six times. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. You're in the pain threshold now, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, because now you're in cock and ball torture. Because what you've done is you've taken something that's extremely pleasurable, Uh right? But you're not letting that pleasure go to fruition. Right. So oh, okay. you oh. have then taken something that, you know, normally you're like, let's rock yeah. on, mm-hmm. you know, but you keep stopping it. And so that's just a different form of cock and ball torture. Wow. You know, but people always think it has to be like this extreme, you know, mm-hmm. whipping, beating, setting it on fire, you know, <laughs> kind of, and it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, anything can be torturous, okay. you know, if you drag it out and, mm-hmm. you know, and stop it before fruition and, and it keep doing that over and over and over, you know, mm. so. That was a good gem. I like that. No. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no. No. Click, we're going to erase that part. <laughs> so, uh, but I do want to ask you though, Tris, like um, hearing this stuff, how, what are you feeling? I I'm mean, excited. It, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. So, um, but mistress, you say that for this to be something, it has to come from both sides. Both participants have to get something out of it, right? She, she wants to walk on someone, but the person has to want to be walked on and they have to get some kind of enjoyment out of that. Correct. I don't necessarily think that they have to get enjoyment out of it, okay. but it has to be, um, consensual. Right. Consensual, right. Sure. I mean, you I know, mean, that's just like yeah, in a lifestyle, right? Yeah. We can't just, just go to some couple say, hey, you had want to have sex. You got right. a nice ass. That's I not want how it fuck works. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. it doesn't work that way. I mean, it, sure. it's yeah. like, like ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that's what it sounds like. It's going mm-hmm. in the same type of direction, like relationships. You mm-hmm. know, when we are out meeting couples or meeting people, it has to be I always talk about energy. Like we all have to be like in the same mm-hmm. type of 
flow. when I say flow mm-hmm. and, and energy and the vibe and all of this stuff just has to be there. It's not about if you're attractive or not. It's the rest of it. Like, and, and if all of that kind of goes together and it's just like, okay, we'll so now there. we can have sex. Right. <laughs> so for this though, it has to be up front. Well, they right? call you me. Kinda, right. They call yes. you, but they it's don't like call It's like sales, her. right? You right. Know? Yeah. I'm here selling a product. They're here calling for yeah. a product, right. right? So they call me. Biggest question they have, because years ago, people would specialize. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, to me, that would be the kiss of death. I mean, let's face it. We're you in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Steak is great. But mm-hmm. can you imagine having steak every single night? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine having missionary sex every night? No. That you're- mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right. Right. And it's like, it might start off fantastic, but after a while, it's just like, oh my God, yeah. mm-hmm. can we do something different? I mean, not that it wasn't yeah. good, you know, but there would be people who... Only specialized in foot fetish. Only did spanking. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to yeah. glaze mm-hmm. over. So for me, I just like the variety. I like all sorts of different okay. things. Love There's it. certain things that I have hard limits on, which is just like anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. People come in, probably you guys, you know, everybody has things that just don't work for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I have those too. But people will call and um, say... I like trampling. I like cock and ball torture. Mm-hmm. I like bondage. I like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, right? And, you know, I'm like, that's right. My wheelhouse, yeah, we're yeah. good. Have you, know? you ever done a couple before? Yeah, I see lots of couples. Really? Wow. Yeah. I see more couples nowadays to where, not where I'm necessarily dominating both okay. of them, but either she wants to be dominated and he's trying to learn, right? Okay. Or vice versa, you mm. know, because you mm-hmm. don't know what you don't the know. No. If you've yeah. never yep. heard anybody speak, they say that children would never learn to talk. Mm-hmm. Because if you grew mm-hmm. up, say, in the jungle, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you never heard verbiage, so you would never learn that. Right. Well, if you've never done domination and all you've seen is something on the TV <laughs> right. or whatever, you know, you're like, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to go, okay, how exactly does that work? Right. So if people come in and, and I usually start off by kind of doing a session and then I kind of bring them mm-hmm. in and say, okay, here's what you're doing now. And you're going to do this because when you do this, it's going to impact them this particular way. Okay. It's going to make mm-hmm. them feel like this because you need to know why you're doing what you're doing, doing. in yeah. order to get the result that you're going to get. Go so ahead, then how some. does she take the next step? Um, would you say that she has to like create a profile on something like FetLife to see, because you said they call you, right? Mm-hmm. They reach out. So does she start soliciting or not soliciting, but like looking for people to, uh, that's okay to step on (laughs) people who might be into it. Okay. So what I would say is that it's going to start off with self um, exploration. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you need to be very clear about who you are and what it is that you want. Okay. So for example, um, are you wanting to do this in the lifestyle or are you wanting, which would just be you doing it with somebody else because you like it, right? Right. Or are you wanting to do this because you like it, but you want to make some money at it, right? Got you. So okay. you need right. to be clear, clear. About, about what, what the exchange is, is okay. going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's nothing worse than one person expecting one thing and, you know, That's true. someone else yeah. expecting something different. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you just want to do this for fun and you, you want to learn and you want to explore, okay? Mm-hmm. So then, yes, I would think that if you're wanting to just do this for fun and kind of explore, yeah. and you're looking for an exploration partner, uh-huh. okay, then I would probably put something out there on FetLife. Okay. And I would sit there and say maybe join group trampling groups. Okay. You know, um, uh, because <laughs> there's a group out on FetLife for everything, <laughs> you know? 
pick my nose group, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what it is. There's a group for them. But, you know, wow. find something okay. with those people that like that and you can kind of connect. And then you can just read a lot of the threads even okay. and figure out a lot of the, they'll post pictures. They okay. talk mm-hmm. back and forth. They're very open because they love this, right? They okay. want to talk about it. Some people like to be trampled. Some people like to be walked on, right? Those yeah. are matches. So, yeah. um, you know, if you find somebody that if, even if you go to some of their munches or something like that, okay. and then you see someone, you're like, you know, I'm really trying to explore this or I'm, there might be someone who takes you under her wing and says, hey, I'll show you how I do this, this, or this. Okay. Or, you know, somebody might say, you know, I'm looking for someone who can walk on me. And you're like, I'm really wanting to learn this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I would like to do that. Do you yeah. want it? Some people want it with bare feet. Some, And, okay. and here's the thing. There's nuances to everything. Right. I mean, right. people think like foot fetish, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds simple enough. Oh, honey, that is not even close to being simple. Wow. I mean, it's like, do you want bare feet? Do you want hot and sweaty feet? Do you want stinky mm. feet? Do you want my toenails painted? If so, what color? Do you want me to have on stockings? Do you want me to have walked on the ground for two or three days first and not wash my feet and have this big black all over my feet? You wow. know, I mean, I mean, there's so, so much wow. to it. it. It's not just foot fetish. It's like, like okay. Yeah. Here's my feet. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, do you want to wash my feet? Do you want me to wear open toe shoes? Do you want me to wear uh, closed toe shoes? Yep. Do you want me to meet you after the gym so I have on socks and tennis shoes and they're hot and sweaty? I mean, wow. it's just so much to yeah. it. I have a session tonight, and he's into foot fetish, all right? And we were talking about buzzwords that you mm-hmm. have. Right? Yeah. He has key ones that you have to say. Oh, my God. Those feet are so, like, stinky, cheesy. Pew-wee. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm wow. trying not to laugh because I'm sitting there thinking, never in my life have I ever yeah. gone, pew-wee. <laughs> <laughs> likes it that you make fun of it because after I say that I'm usually just rolling thinking that is the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life (laughs) pew wee oh that's so cheesy (laughs) no no that would just never in real life ever come out of my mouth right you know Mm -hmm. it'd be more like oh what the fuck (laughs) that shit stinks (laughs) so your clientele it kind of ranges in profession or they're all like uh stark you know masters of the universe kind of people um it doesn't range that far all right so i would say that it is um more of higher management Mm -hmm. up to the c-suites okay okay um it seems to be that there's a direct correlation between stress level (laughs) (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm. and the the more you accumulate the things that we think that we want in life, right? Okay. A wife, two kids, you know, a picket fence, you know, mm-hmm. the nice house, the yeah. multiple cars, needing to have a better job to be able to afford those things, you know, your vacations, all this kind yeah. of stuff, right? And as you do that, you know, then somehow or another, a lot of times in life, you you know, the wife ends up staying home or, you know, and then it's just you and, yeah. you know, all these things are going on, Right. Right. And it's kind of like I talked to you about the rug, right? You've got all yes. these things that keep, and eventually it kind of starts yep. to come out the other side. And it's like, well, sexual tension is a lot like stress where you can relieve stress at the gym. You can uh-huh. meditate and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Right. Sexual tension just stays with you. And it just is like that snake that's yeah. coiled up there, you know, ready yep. to strike at any moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and eventually you're walking down the street and you're going, oh, she's pretty. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. You it's know? True. So, yeah. and, and, I, and, you know, I, 
I don't know how it is in your life, but you know, a lot of times when people are married and they have kids and, you know, you find one person is running this direction and, and, you know, your husband comes home and then you're off here, you know, at soccer practice and, you know, mm-hmm. and then you got to get home and get dinner yeah. made and get the kids, you know, to bed. And, oh, yeah. you, you know, I mean, it's all yeah. that dynamics, yes. right? Yes. And it doesn't really lend itself for like, you know, a sexy night because mm-hmm. by the time right. you're done, you're just like, oh, exhausted. Right. You're, you're right. You know, you're 100%. thinking I need a glass of wine and yep. ambient and I am out, <laughs> man, you know. So, you know, and, and I think that people really don't see the value of kind of like date night, right? Yeah. Of making themselves yes. important and making, carving out time for just them. Mm-hmm. You get so caught up in all those fi- family dynamics. Yep. And then if you've got work and you've got all these other things going on, then right. you just, you, you get mm-hmm. lost. You yes. Do. Yeah. You and you just forget. I yeah. mean, and it's not until it gets to that boiling point yep. that you're sitting there thinking, Ooh, I need to do something. Right. right? right. And so you have all these things going on, but if you have the person who has, the trampling fantasy, right? Uh-huh. Or the foot fetish or whatever, you know. I mean, I've had clients who've come in before and who've called me and said that they um, needed to see me for an appointment, that they had seen somebody yesterday, um, but it turned out that they were a hooker. And it's not that it wasn't good. It just what it wasn't what I needed, okay? Because the thing is that a lot of times escorts think that, you know, well, their job is to get you in, get you off, and get you out. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's great. And that satisfies mm-hmm. a portion, portion. right? Yeah. Right. But that wasn't the core need, you okay. know. And so, you know, they just needed to come in to get their ass whipped. Right. That's what they, they needed. needed. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, you know, and while that was all lovely, right, <laughs> but they needed this too. Yeah. So, you know, I have clients who, you know, whenever they come in, sometimes they're just at that point and they're like, oh, my God, I so needed that. Whatever it is, uh-huh. it's, it's that little thing for them that just does it and it like is the plug that just opens up and drains all of that stress and stuff out. And they just need that total release because Uh they need to let go and somebody else just be in total control over what happened and what's going to go on. That's incredible. And you have such a good, good understanding and grasp of like, like you said earlier, the psychology and how it all intertwines. I wonder what do your clients appreciate most about you? Like, because I, I would think it would be that. You know, just your understanding of what they They need. say funny things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've never been able to sit down and have a whole conversation with somebody over quantum physics or, you know, <laughs> wow, um, love it. or, you know, God, you really are into great wines. Have you ever tried to, you know, mm. and they like the fact that they can have a conversation with me, right? Sure. That, um, that I am well-versed on a lot of different topics that mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot of different things. I read a lot, you know, I can talk politics, I can... Um, talk about current events. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, have a conversation about wine. I can talk to you about, you know, Europe and, and traveling or, you know, how bad it sucks lately or, you know, <laughs> I mean, just yeah. a lot of different yeah. things. Yeah. And so I think that, I think it's coupled with the fact that not only do they, they get their needs met, mm-hmm. right, in the arena of domination yeah. and somebody actually understands what it is they're, they're looking for, but then afterwards, then mm-hmm. they can have a real life conversation with somebody and, you know, and mm-hmm. just, and, and they understand them and, you know, and vice yeah. versa kind of thing. Awesome. So I, I think it's that, it's that it makes it kind of feel real. How did you get a dungeon in Europe? In Europe? Yes. Uh, how did you even do, like, I, I know if you're here, but when I read that, I was like, how is she in Europe too? Like, yeah, <laughs> well, so, you know, everything always starts with the man. That's always <laughs> a downfall, isn't it? <laughs> 
it's like going back to the apple. <laughs> if it weren't for that damn man. <laughs> so there was somebody that um, I was very personal with and okay. wanted to uh, position myself in Europe much closer. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Keep it at that. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's cool. Is it so, still operational? Oh, it's going to ask the same thing. Well, yeah. sort of. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm paying on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with COVID, I yeah. mean, it's just, and on top of that, I would try to be there about every three months. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, Europe is a little hop, skip, and jump. I mean, no. it actually takes a lot of, you know, planning yeah. to do it mm-hmm. all. So, um, but then, so I hadn't been there in probably five months before COVID hit. I was planning on going uh-huh. and um, in January and then COVID mm-hmm. hit. Okay. Uh, what was it? February? Something February. Like that. Yeah. Something yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I was just getting my trip booked and all that stuff. Okay. And then you know, the whole world shut down. Yeah. Right. And then it's been shit ever since pretty mm-hmm. much. Right. Because even though it opened back up. You know, it's like nowadays, it's like plane, trains, and automobiles just to even do anything. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you have your uh, COVID test? Oh, no. Yep. You just got this two days ago. You need to have this two minutes ago. You must have misread that paperwork. Oh. Do you have this? Do you have that? Wow. You know, yeah. kind of blood, retinal scan. You know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, or in Europe for the longest time, it was like you had you could go, but you have to quarantine for two for weeks. Two Dude, I'm yeah. only going yeah. for two weeks. Right. I guess I can sit there and stay in my dungeon the whole time. Like, hey, come to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So do you have, um, I know you mentioned um, having tried bringing in other ladies to help you out. Um, do you still have women on, on, under your employ? So for the longest time, I I kind of was, had a bad taste in my mouth about all of that. Oh, okay. And so then finally, um, I had a friend talking to me and said, well, you know, maybe it was your picker. <laughs> mm. I'm like, you know, my picker's been broken for yeah. a long time, so that's <laughs> probably it. You know, so I, and that's whenever, you know, um, he encouraged me because he, he has a, someone I really, really look up to. I mean, okay. he has mm-hmm. a very successful business and he's always offered me really good advice. And he goes, you know, quit being so emotional about this and mm-hmm. think of this like work. Think of this like oh, business, okay. you know? Yeah. And he said, you know, what kind of women do you think would match the type of clients? And I'm like started rattling it off and I'm like, well, someone who's educated, somebody who can talk about multiple topics, somebody, mm-hmm. you know, who um, is attractive you know, and who can be very sexy, but yet at the same time, if you saw him out somewhere, you wouldn't go, mm-hmm. that must be a dominatrix, right. you know, right. I mean, kind yeah. of thing. Right. So, you know, there's there's all kinds of different women, and mm-hmm. some of them have tattoos all over, and sure. some of them don't, and, right. and some men are attracted to this, sure. and yeah. some men, I mean, this is Absolutely. why some men like redheads, some different men flavors. like brunettes, yes. some right. people like, you know, yeah. women who are bald or have that kind of, what is her name, Grace Jones or whatever, that's uh-huh. kind of hot, yeah. I think that's like, mm-hmm. damn. I mean, yeah, yeah. she can rock that. I would just look like a bad bald person. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. energy that you gotcha. bring to it. And there's certain right. things that kind of turn different people on. For so, sure. For but that sure. goes back to if you're a business, yeah. you need to know your client right. and your clientele base mm-hmm. and the people that you're going after. What are they looking for? Right. That, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. sense. That makes perfect sense. You got anything else? No. For Mistress Montana? I, this was great. This was this was good. And I can see the, the enjoyment in this her eyes. This is great. Um, wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe promote yourself, promote your business if you wanted to. It's up to you. Okay. Um, if you want people to follow you on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. Yep. So it's mistressmontana.com is my uh, website. 
Um, I'm on Twitter under Mistress Montana. <laughs> I'm real complex, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. You keep it simple. So. You can email me at Mistress Montana at Yahoo. Um, pretty much if you Google Mistress Montana, I'm like the first five pages. So you're going to find me. Um, I have uh, dungeons in Dallas, Austin, Dayton, and London. So um, I'm, I'm kind of busy. I'm all over the place. But I have people who work for me and my locations and stuff, and they're all listed on my website. So trying to think if there's anything else you can be one of my only fans member and see you know private content uh, Ooh, there you nice. and stuff yeah so, that's fun yeah that's i have to fun. look up that myself yeah. <laughs> yeah. i always um, i've been trying to figure out where everybody has gone to you know like mm-hmm. you try to go out to dinner and there's no wait staff or anything else and one of my girlfriends goes whenever they were talking about shutting only fans down she goes oh well mm-hmm. now they'll all be back to work yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. yep exactly yes Yep, so, so reach out to me anytime. I'm very friendly until I'm not. <laughs> that's right. That's what you're paying for, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mistress Montana, this has been a delight. It's um, been a pleasure. I've enjoyed yeah. talking Thank to you guys. You Likewise, for we really appreciate with it. us. I greatly appreciate it. Taking my psycho email, I appreciate yes. it. Like, <laughs> he's like, she's never going to respond. No, back you to did you. a great like, job. And I'm like, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, like, she responded. Uh huh. Yeah. You would have walked that back. <laughs> I did immediately. I did. But no, um, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Again, we'd like to thank you for living a sweet life with us. To everyone who couldn't join us live in the suite, check out our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Feel free to email us at livingthesweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Sweet Life Podcast and on Twitter at SweetLifePod. Don't forget to subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Living the Sweet Life Podcast so that you can be a sweet talker the next time. So do you have anything else to say to our lovely guests? Until next time, keep living the sweet life. Bye.